Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Ruined, Wrestling's Worst Years. This is episode 11. I, of course, am the extravagant, the incomparable Eddie Shepard, along with... I'm Travis Lasseter today. I'm just eating a piece of pizza right now. I'm kind of balls deep in there. He's eating it sideways and it's making me uncomfortable. Nice. I'm the free will burning head turning ass kicking machismo driven master podcasting mouthpiece of the southeast Brandon A. Lane you're reigning and defending podcast champion of the world and this episode sucks <laughs> not, guys not, not every, every nice thing we said about last episode draw take all that out of this episode because this episode blues so before we even get to everything guys big news coming out of this past week Wrestling Rune was ranked number 61 on the iTunes Wrestling Podcast charts in the United States. Holy shit, guys. That's pretty cool. It, it's pretty fucking awesome, and it's extra awesome for me because Rants from the Black Lodge was number uh, 79 on uh, the TV charts, TV uh, movie charts. So, two podcasts for me on the charts, which is why I'm your champion. <laughs> Not for much longer. Oh, so you're hey hey now hey you know what listen listen here at least it ain't gonna be you if somebody's gonna beat me it'll be a man and not some man child he called me a man <laughs> <laughs> dude so like with the funniest thing about this we were all going through and looking at like who we were beating in the charts like uh, Travis was talking about talking shit about Sean Mooney and it really pissed me off I actually like Sean Mooney me too but the thing about that is the very next time he checked the charts Sean Mooney was ahead of us <laughs> was a new episode. It's fine. I was like you son of a bitch you caused this we put Taz in the Taz mission and choked his bitch ass out. So yeah, fuck you, Pete. Just no. kidding. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> don't choke me out, brother. So uh, we were beating the devil too one time. Yeah, <laughs> I have and his. Bo- I have his book. I wonder fucking why. <laughs> Assholes. So we were we we're speaking to this because we started looking through the charts. There were podcasts I never even knew existed. Don Morocco has a podcast. They just recently launched, but I can't imagine what he's talking. Shane about. Douglas has a podcast. I, I've actually, I, I've seen a little bit of Shane's podcast. Um, you seen better. it? <laughs> seen it? He, he has a video. <laughs> he has a video. What's he going to do to your knee? Is he going to kick He's you to obliterate? Obliterate. Yes. And also Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrook have a, a podcast together. I guess they watch old episodes of ECW, which I could see probably pretty good. I have, I have no interest in Mikey Ooh. Whitbrook, but Jerry Lynn's pretty good. Oh. We were beating Talking Shop for a little bit, too, for a little while. Beating the Good Brothers. Yeah, well, maybe they're not so good. Oh, oh that's not nice. Oh, 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 oh I still, I'm a heel. I still love that we were beating, like, two or three of Russo's podcasts on his network. And he bought, he wrote you an inscription on your birthday present. Yeah, you know what, Russo, get fucked. <laughs> Bro. Another thing, guys, too, after talking to our, our man on the inside, our Vincent, as I like to refer to him, <laughs> TJ Bowser. That we actually have over twenty thousand subscribers to Wrestling Ruin. Yeah, well, listening on twenty one thousand. It's fucking phenomenal. Uh, we appreciate all of you, even guys, though Brandon's a Canadian bitch. This is know. only episode eleven, and that's pretty fucking cool, guys. <laughs> that we have that many subscribers, and we were on top one hundred for you know a good part of a week. So that's that's pretty cool. So thank you guys, uh, especially. So big thing is you know. Um, following us on social media at Wrestling Ruined. Or we have our Facebook page, our Twitter. You know, find us, of course. You know, you're on here. Find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, and of course, just on ProjectLadder.net. Big thing too, before we kind of start rolling, guys, get to our ads. Um, do you know what today is? Uh, unfortunately, I do know what today is. Do you know what today is, Travis? No. It is the six-year anniversary of losing Dusty Rhodes. Oh shit. Yeah, I, can, I, I remember when the news came down. Um, 
there's there's certain guys in the business that um you feel like are they're they're more than just icons. Dusty felt like a member of your family in a lot of ways because growing up in the South, uh, Dusty was always at uh, WCW house shows. I mean, you'd you'd see him like standing outside dipping and stuff. He was very friendly. A, a by all accounts, just a a infectious human being to be around. And the wrestling world has sorely missed. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the greats. You got to think all the incarnations of what are known as like history, like staples of history now, because of Dusty Rhodes, Starcade, yeah, Great American um, Bash, Great American Bash. Uh, I mean, all of them. I mean, he was he was a he was a creative genius, baby. If you will. Yeah. I mean, look at it, NXT. If you really think yep. about it, He's NXT like, probably wouldn't have got off the ground as like it did without Dusty Rhodes and his vision for some of the biggest stars they have today: yeah. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, all those people. Yeah, these uh, his his mark on wrestling is is so much deeper than just as an on screen performer uh, behind the scenes. I mean, he he crowned uh, Ron Simmons the first Black World Champion. That technically not true, but the first recognized Black World Champion because Bobo Brazil's title reign was never uh, recognized. But uh, probably too late for it to you know matter in the way it should. Well, but the, the big thing about that I always think of there was there was one black kid in the crowd and he, dude he's leaping for joy to see a, a black world champion. No. So and that that like that's a big part of Dusty. He gives Dusty a big hug. Ron Simmons does at that uh, after he wins the title in the in the ring. So uh, Dusty, we miss you. Um, be sure guys to always check out that that prank phone calls with Dusty Rhodes uh, in his memory because fuck they are fantastic. <laughs> I can't even get it out. <laughs> Baby doll, you Jezebel. <laughs> Baby doll, that's you, JJ Dillons. <laughs> I'm looking for a horse. <laughs> Chris Ball. I'm sorry, he did. <laughs> Good shit, Dusty. We miss you. Uh, I am bringing Moon Dog Spot. I'm bringing Moondog Rex and the Monkey Brothers. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Rick Flair. JJ Dillons. Is that you? I'm coming for you, JJ. Good stuff, man. Dusty, we miss you. Uh, you were you actually passed away the day before my son was born. Finn, my son Finn, uh, who I named after Finn Balor because I'm a Mark, um, was actually born. Oh, he was born the next day. So uh, tomorrow, after my recording, is Finn's sixth birthday. So it's kind of poetic that my son was born uh, the day after Dusty Rhodes passed away. Yeah, so. um, Finn, you need to get really fat and funny. <laughs> if you <laughs> splotch on your side, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go beat him with a belt. <laughs> I need you to wear polka dots and dance with Dusty. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry that you can't look up to your father um, the way that Dusty could his the the, the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a son of a plumber. All right, guys, we're going to kick to our ads and then we're going to roll on to this next episode of Great Raw Goodness. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Recording live from
from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with cast and crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. Goddamn. <laughs> Those are pretty good. But, but, but before we uh, get into Raw, uh, we just got done watching the newest episode of NXT UK, and uh, Eddie was uh, very uh, emphatic that he make a uh, statement. Oh, you know. uh, this is just for everybody. Uh, I, will, I will go on record saying NXT UK, and it's only an hour show, is anything better than AEW is producing? Fight me. 100% agree. I mean, I saw a title great show. That was cool. I mean, you, didn't want, you don't want Cody Rhodes killing up again. Up and coming talent like he's Triple H from O2. I like Cody Rhodes. I got no problem with Cody Rhodes. He's the least of the problems on that show. Yeah, I, I, will, I, will, I will fight. I had to do like Eddie Kingston as well. Uh, I think he had some realism to their show. But man, just watching when that. When you lay in a, the explosion and it doesn't happen. That's not his then fault. You, then you try to explain it the next episode. That kind of makes me hate You got to turn chicken uh, shit into chicken salad, buddy. So that's not that's not on Eddie Kingston. But chicken salad! I, I will say we watched that fantastic match with Kaylee Ray and uh, Miko um, the final boss. Final boss. Great match, guys. If you, if you definitely watch NXT UK. Easiest watch, I will say, in on WWE uh, next to NXT for me, just because it's only an hour and it flies by pretty quick. So uh, yeah. this next hour you're going to be spending with oh, us, not so awful. much. So what you're going to want to do is go to season three, episode eight, which is February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five. And uh, your all your markers going to say zero. We're going to count down. We we'll say hit play, hit play. Play. I didn't count down. Before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, guys, this is the the World Wrestling Federation for, for over fifty years, years. The revolutionary force in sports, sports entertainment. entertainment, and we get a new Raw open, guys. Same song, which I do love the song. But... I like this one better. Like the. Um, when I was rewatching this, um, and I knew I knew the change was coming up because. Uh, I'd already watched this episode once and forgot about it. I like how Bob Holly's in the oven. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part of this episode at all. What were we saying? I was actually going to mention Bob Holly and, <laughs> and uh, Travis beat me to it. And um, I was like, this is this is not, not, not a knock on Bob Holly, who I'm, I'm a big fan of, but um, come on. Come on. You could have put someone better in that spot. I will say they, they snuck in Yokozuna. Uh, have you guys noticed this happened on mine yeah. too? There's some like camera glitches, like some fuzziness. Uh, yeah. Problem yeah. There, yeah. yeah. Um, Look at Vincent. Vincent Mann looks weird just wearing a, a blazer. I'm pretty sure uh, Cornette just went back and changed coats because he's the same shirt he wore last week. Anti. 
He's got Shamu on his fucking the funny thing is, The funny thing is, this is with the live crowd, and then when they they go back to them at the table, it's the green screen, which is... I, I don't because know. they probably did the LT interview, like... Ah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, like afterward. in post. So, the significant issue of this show is never brought up, and that's that it is... The 100th episode. A 100th episode. They mentioned overall. it last week. They plugged it, saying they're going to have a huge main event. Yeah, it's Luger and Tonka, 100th it, episode of Well, it's because Todd Pettengill did such a poor job in, in promoting the 100th episode of Raw that they didn't even bother bringing it up. I can't wait for Top Pen. Oh, to God, this match. That picture of Luger there, though, is like, he, he looks like a star. Yeah, he, he looks, <laughs> his bullet doesn't. I gave like, all, oh, my God. my God, Lex Luger in this bullshit promo. This is probably... Tatanka, I can't believe you betrayed me at SummerSlam. You why are terrible. Why didn't you write this promo out and make him do it? <laughs> I should have. Look should've. at my feathered mullet. He, he goes gonna... on to say that he's so enthusiastic in this promo I will say his mullet is on point. It's, it is, it is coiffed just the perfect amount. He's That's the jacket to, I like. He's trying to pull like a Jake the Snake Roberts and talk really slow and soft, and it has no impact. And he says that he he was he exact words he said were you know he you know Tatanka was at his all time low depth. He didn't say it was like an all time low thing. It was his all time low depth. You, you know what Luger's not doing in this promo though. Take the finger, the oh, finger thing. He's yo, not. He's not, not doing the finger thing. Off. He's <laughs> not had, measuring an invisible inch. They tied his hands. Around. They tied his hands down so he couldn't do that. Oh, Chief J. Strongbow. Oh no. Oh no. Oh he's, no. Humpty Dumpty fell it's, down. It's the villain from Batman. <laughs> he's the Native American penguin. <laughs> <laughs> he really looks like a fucking. Batman squack, 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 squack. Literally, watch him waddle to the ring in a second. It reminds me of Danny DeVito in Batman Returns. The best thing about this episode is it finally gets us through February. We're finally knocked out February 95 after this episode. This episode is week two of three of the tapings they did from Macon, Georgia uh, at the Macon Coliseum. I like how Luger's teeth match his yellow hair. Oh, It's probably from those drugs you're going to get Miss Elizabeth one day. Cocaine. Do pills turn your teeth? Uh, I just brought them out of your head. Probably. So I always find it weird when Tatanka's music go, has like the the chant at the beginning, and all of a sudden it goes into Million Dollar Man's laugh. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo, because Tatanka. he's 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 bought his culture. Oh. That's that's the it looks like he's, there. he's about to, he's walking out for like some low rent porno with that like stare he just had right there. He's like trying to be sultry but violent. This is the only star versus star match we get this week, and of course, Raw doing the Raw things. Well, they start the show with this match. I, I will, well, let's put let's put an asterisk on the word star. For at least one of these people, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah Tonka's a bigger star than fucking <laughs> Luger ever thought about being. <laughs> Not the direction I was going in, but fair enough. I, I, wish, I really wish Tatanka would have been a third you, man in the NWO. Do, do you think Tatanka and Joe Gomez could have ran, ran a pretty good team in WCW? You know what? Fuck. Listen, Joe Get Joe Joe Gomez, awesome dude, terrible wrestler. I said it. <laughs> I said it. I mean it. Um, never been a fan of Tatanka. Um, Me either. <sighs> he, He's not a terrible worker, no, but... No, this promo he cuts right here is even worse than Luger's, and I didn't think it was possible. Mullet! Look at that guy! So, um... Maybe it's a button for him. I work in a in, in the tourist industry, my, my day job, and I don't know if you guys know this just... just out and about, but, um, there have been a proliferation of, uh, mullets, like, coming back into fashion. Yes. And it's not just like old people. It's meant ironically. No. You, you you think that, but I see eight and nine year old kids with like full on Kentucky waterfall I, mullets. I'm just gonna throw and, this out here too. This is the best version of Luger's music. Yeah. Do now. 
I love this version of music. Go, continue. Cool. Second word, false. Sorry. I had to give Luke but, one compliment. But I, the point I was getting ready to make is that I, I saw a kid who couldn't have been older than nine, unironically, with a Lex Luger mullet and this past week at work. And I desperately tried to get a picture of it. And it, I work in the dark, so it's just not... Well, you know, one of your future family members was rocking a mullet at your engagement party. Oh, yeah. True. He's younger, though. Yeah. So. With his and cousin he, Dawson. Yeah, he has a, he has a mullet. And we're not, we're not going to put him on blast? Hey, Dawson. He's a, he's a good dude. I like him. I like him. He, may, yeah. he might be a good dude, but cut your fucking hair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Cornette says Strongbow, when he was walking to the ring, he said he's going to walk his old, decrepit bones to the ring. I thought that was hilarious. You mean waddle like the penguin? I also... <laughs> I they really wish he had an umbrella. They did the flag bear gimmick again, which I still think looks so indie compared to, like, on a WWE standard. Unless kids are thinking, oh, I might go and get the whole Lit. Lex Luger's flag. I'm going to say one positive thing about this. When Luger comes out, the crowd pops. Yeah. They, they pop probably harder than they do at any other point in this show. Now, did they really pop, or was it pipe in? No, they the crowd the crowd actually gets up on their feet. There, there's a there's a group of like uh, smart fans. Yeah, in the, the front, front row. Front I was row, just gonna say that, and they they're they're really enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell Luger is off the steroids here, though, because he is. Look not, at that slide. That was a good slide. Oh, okay. Everybody knows this podcast. I shit on Lex Luger all the time. Shit on him all the time because he deserves it. He, he's shit. But in this match, he's like the the only thing about this match is good. Like he's he's into it. He's trying to get the crowd into it. His, his moves it, are crazy. I wish his, like, his opponent was. Here's, as well. but here's, like his clotheslines look phenomenal. Here's the problem with this match: it goes through not one but two commercial breaks. There is no reason. It's the blow off to a half a year feud. There is no reason. Okay? Is it really the blow off? No. It's not. It's not. And even if that was the case, you don't put this match on first. No. And you don't ever last. put Luger in a match longer than 10 minutes and that's being generous. And they're stalling like a motherfucker right now and they finally get back in the ring and start working each other. Here comes the talk um, with his stupid chops. Also, uh, when Chief J. Strombo was walking down the ring. Jim Cornette says he looks like a walking litter commercial. I laughed really hard, and I was like, is that PC? (laughs) There's a point in here. He says that Chief J. Strombo is three days older than dirt. (laughs) Cornette has actually got quite a few really good lines. There's there's one about Luger at the end of this episode that is tremendous. I'll have to bring it up when we get to that point, but it's at the end of the episode. I want to reach on, because this match goes on, it's like a nine, almost a ten minute long match. Uh, with Chief J. Strongbow, he's he was a, an agent backstage. Apparently, he was a doucher. Like, a lot of people did not like working with Chief J. Strongbow. So, I was like, you know, I want to look up and see if, you know, there's some shoot interviews about Chief J. And I actually found the first one, and it was with Honky Tonk Man. So, take this for what you will. Um, Honky Tonk Man went on to say that, uh, you know, in the like the mid-80s, like 85, 86... Uh, he would change people's matches if he knew that they had family there. As in, he would say, say Honky Tonk Man had his you know, wife and kids there. Uh, he would have them on earlier on in the card and then put them on later to fuck them so he couldn't see his, fam- his family. That's yeah. fucking dickish. But like I said, take it for what you will. It's from Honky Tonk Man. But Honky Tonk Man also said that Randy Savage went on to say this, and he was quoting Randy when he said, how many careers do you think uh, Strongboy, Strongbow Ooh, destroyed? That's a hell of a hit there. Yeah, he hit right on the Ugh. thing. But yeah, he said, how many careers do you think uh, Strongbow had destroyed? Um, I do know the Click fucking hated him. 
Um, but he just seems like he was kind of an asshole and didn't really care what people thought. Like, when you're in that position, I get it. I mean, you kind of have to be an authority figure. You can't just let everybody do whatever just, they want, but he... I don't understand why he's in this feud, really. Well, like, he's in this feud because he was used to walk to Tonka down to the ring. Uh, they, they did a they did a whole ceremony where, like, he gave him his like, address. And then, like, Martel steals the freaking feather. But here's the thing. He comes into this feud, like, Three and a half months after it started. Yeah. Like, why well, was he... Well, the whole reason was on action. They showed up, I believe it was on Action Zone or Superstars, where uh, he came down and chopped Chief J off the top rope. That's what kind of set everything up to this. I think it's pointless to have him out there. I also have my notes. How many times did we need this fucking match? Uh, the uh, answer is zero. zero. At least one more time. No, no. no. <laughs> we get it inside is... of a salad steel cage. No. The answer is zero, because <laughs> if you're going to put Luger with somebody, you need somebody that's going to compliment him, and this th- these guys just have no chemistry. No. I, I will tell you, I think who would have been a good person to put in there with Luger and kind of sell the whole gimmick, Bob Backlund. I think no. you could have got some good quality well, work mean, out of both. At the very least, Backlund could have filled in the gaps of you know and, an empty Luger and this as well you know who else would have fit perfectly into a feud with him Owen Hart you know who you know like You're right I still say they should have instead of putting that cage match on Sunday Night Slam or whatever they did like the week before Wrestlemania they should have put the cage match on Mania if you've built it that long just put it on there I'm gonna disagree I mean, with you because just Mania on 11 sucked anyway WrestleMania, sucked anyway WrestleMania 11 sucked is a steel cage with Lex Luger gonna make it any better no, and the answer I think is it would no it would have been an attraction to help draw more buys but I don't think it would have been no. good no you don't think so no cause I don't I just don't think anybody gave a fuck at that point I, I and a lot of people like will talk about how big of an impact it was Luger showing up on Nitro that first night, and it wasn't because he was Lex Luger that was an impact. WWF, it's, it's, yeah. it's because they thought he still worked for the WWF. Luger had fallen so far from grace by this point that I... it's almost surprising how how well he got over in '97 with the, the the NWO. You know, I'm actually going to bring that up right now. The Lex Luger is, uh, to my knowledge, I may be wrong on this, but he's the only one that came to mind who's on both the 100th episode of Raw and on the 100th episode of Nitro. Uh, look how differently he's being booked. Absolutely. Because he wins the title. He wins the title that night, and the crowd is so fucking white hot for him. Well, I think it's because no one else, I know DDP's probably the only other person you could say who kind of got to the NWO. Luger was the only other person to kind of do that. So, yeah, and didn't then Sting. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. but during that time, I, I get what you're do saying. Do you guys think that Luger should have had a world title run? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think he should have beat Yoko at SummerSlam '93. I think I, and we kind of talked about this the other day, just off the cuff, about um, me rebooking Goldberg's world title run. I think they could have done something similar. Kept, have Luger win it as a as a babyface, and eventually, let's just be honest. I don't care how hot you are if you if you're having matches. Like Luger, eventually the crowd's going to turn on you. Same thing with Goldberg. So let the crowd turn heel naturally, and then have Brett and uh, and Luger. You know, yeah, it's a made feud. Uh, he was just doing the bear hug. How overused is the fucking bear hug? Well, why is he doing a bear hug oh, on a guy that's taller than him? That's stupid. 
Um, well, Native Americans, uh, they, 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 well, yeah, the, the, does, is the buffalo and the bear, are they, are they at it's odds a, with one It was one? actually a buffalo hug, was actually what that was. Oh, you're stupid, Travis. Like how, how you don't know I that. I like how the, they have the American hero defending Chief J. Strongbow when, in history, the white man has caused Indians all the problems, or Native Americans all the problems. Well, the big thing is, is Chief J. Strongbow is not even Native American, he's Italian. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which makes it even worse. So, how long before this gets removed from the network because because he's not a real Native American? Um, because here, let me tell you a little story. Um, the most inoffensive movie you will ever see a little a little picture called Ernest Goes to Camp. Um, and in Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest is you know he's, he wants to be a camp counselor, and there's a Native American gentleman, and, uh, and there's that, turtles with parachutes. Tur- turtles with parachutes, but uh, up, the gentleman who plays the uh, the elderly. Uh, Native American gentleman is Iron Eyes Cody. Al, for years, people thought he was a Native American. Nope, he was Italian. He's the uh, he's the Native American you see in the the classic commercial about the the guy sitting on the side of the road. The literally, we're talking. Yeah. yeah, and quietly, Ernest goes to camp. The most inoffensive movie you will ever see has been removed. It's the only one that you cannot watch streaming. Here's the thing. And Ernest goes to Africa. Jim Varney, God rest his soul, wears brown face, and that's okay, but a fake Native American person is not. So I'm saying hashtag um, uh, cancel... Ernest goes to Africa. No, I was going to say hashtag cancel... uh, I can't fucking say his name. Chief J. Strongbow. Chief J. Strongbow. If you guys get butthurt about Ernest Scared Stupid, I will lose my shit. Here's Satako. He's mad because Chief J taught Luger how to do a sleeper hold. He didn't teach him how to do it. (laughs) Oh, man. It's not hard. You put your arm around him. Oh, my God. Yeah, you penguin bitch. Watch it. Oh, are those penguin feathers? Oh, the penguin's eye feathers. He, he tears oh. apart the headdress. But I t- like how he's talking. Oh. Chief J chops him. The ref sees it does not even call it yeah, a qualification. Yeah, it should have been a DQ. Um, uh, Cornette has a really funny line right there where uh, uh, Vince says something like, oh, no, he's he's uh, he's ruining the headdress. And he's like, well, it still looks better than this bald head. head. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, it's like, and his hair. Oh, he pulled his hair off or something. <laughs> you know, kind of going all, all this time. Oh, now, now the referee's got his back turned. I think to... Tatanka should have had an IC title run. I think he should have beat Sean at WrestleMania 9. They should have feuded over the title belt. God, man, I, I don't agree with you. I, I, I do. I feel like he, he was hot, man. Until Ludwig Borga beat him, he, he was hot. And um, I think he's kind of a missed opportunity. Oh, here's the other commercial break. Oh, God. But he was never going to be a main event talent with that gimmick. Well, he you look wasn't. at the people that Sean defended the belt against in 93. Uh. Like the IC title, but I know we're getting away from oh the shitty bulldog. But um, but he defended against like Kona Crush, Mister Perfect came back. That was a, that could have been a really good feud, but they poo pooed. Yeah, it like you were saying, these clotheslines are great. Like yeah. he looks great. I am not the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. That being said, how fucking dare you? I just think <laughs> no, no, no. It's better than getting a count out of fucking WrestleMania. No, nine. no, I agree. I'll agree with that. There should have been a positive finish, but. Have him win, beat someone else. Don't have him beat Sean. They could have had him beat Marty. They could have had. <laughs> they could have beat Marty. They could have had Conor Crush win the belt, and then him beat Conor Crush. I'm glad Conor Crush never won a freaking single title because he was terrible, and I hate him. So all after all this bullshit, um, they, they do this like multiple times. Yeah, he tries all, to run out of the match and think they're going to get a double count out, which probably should just been a double count out here and just let it go. He he hauls him back to the ring. They got to make it look like the Tonkas to run scared. He he throws him back in the ring here, and I, I want to say he does a, a ten, the the, the ten um, head 
punches or head. I had punches. The uh, headbutts to uh, the. Uh, I, re- I really like that you're motioning. Yeah, that no I can't think of what you want to call it. He smashes his head into the corner ten times. Yeah. Um, Look at that power slam. Yeah, Luger does look like the crowd is pretty hot. And even Vince is calling for the Rebel Rack. Like, I, he wasn't really known for using the torture rack in yeah. WWF, but he's like, he's calling for the Rebel Rack. Yeah, I, for the Rebel Rack. I, I was actually going to ask you guys this because I wasn't watching WWF a lot during this time. Is that what they called the rack in the WWF? Yeah, they called it, Rebel, they the, called it the Rebel Rack instead of the Torture Rack. It's probably because they want to use the word more, torture. More, more PC, I guess. Yeah, but but, it, it, but now in 2021, Rebel is, is more offensive yeah. than torture. <laughs> Unless he was just like, like he was a Rebel. See, that's impressive. Luger yeah. just literally suplexed him, spun him, and dropped him. Didn't even like it was a problem. Here we go. Watch this. So he's going he's to smash his head into the turnbuckle. I Actually, it says, when in doubt, do anything involving a 10 count, or as I call it, the Duggan. Oh, oh my god it's, it's so fucking true Tonka is like missing the turnbuckles horribly there oh he just irate him across the thing that's a heel move and Tonka had his hand over this ah. have you ever heard of the uh, the principal called Fred Mertz disease Okay, Fred Mertz was a character on I Love Lucy he was an older yeah, he, was balding. Neighbor, he was their neighbors it was uh, yeah. Ethel's husband right? yeah Ethel's husband and every season that, that went on his pants got higher and higher, and the and the the idea is that like the the older and fatter you get, the more that your pants envelop you. And I think that uh, Chief J Strongbow has full blown <laughs> Fred Mertz disease. Well, I like how he's like jawing and like rocking his head. <laughs> Fucking Ted DiBiase got on the got on the apron, and he went to go. Uh, Luger went to go hit him, and Ted dropped down. Cornette goes, he tried to hit DiBiase. That's against the law. You can't hit a man no with money. money. You ought to know that, McMahon. Laughed <laughs> 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 really hard. <laughs> and Vince McMahon just like no-sells it. <laughs> we, we get a nine-minute-long match that ends in a count-out. This is kind of... <laughs> hey, at least they don't restart it and, and put it again in the main event. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. It might have saved the show. I say that sarcastically. <laughs> how, how many times have Luger and Tatanka fought, fought each other on Raw as far as beer? They had that tag match together. They had a six-man tag match. They've had this match. That's at least three shows. I just, had men- it all. I just mentally blacked out for a second. Like, <laughs> oh, the, I blacked out. <laughs> having having to relive the relive that just like put me into like a, a really dark place. So we've we've covered nine episodes. Those are spring. Yeah, we've covered nine episodes. This is the ninth episode of Raw that we've covered. Three out of those nine episodes. There per- may be another one, but they've, that's just they've had they've head. had a match some in some capacity together. Mm-hmm. And even one of those shows is when Mabel was getting attacked and Luger went ran out there to make the save. So technically, four. Oh, yeah. Bam Bam with his Slim Jims again. They, they show this match that they had on, I believe it's Superstars or on um, Action Zone here shortly. It was a battle royal. And the, later on, they showed Shawn Michaels eliminates himself immediately because he says that, he didn't want to hurt himself. What's that girl 18? Yeah. <laughs> how much blow? How much blow am I going to use with this with this paycheck? Are they going to drug test me? Because I'm going to fill it. <laughs> oh, the answer. The answer is no. So, so yes, yeah, on superstars. Oh, so, God, so Lawler. This is the genius of Jerry Lawler. So Jerry Lawler falls. He just he t- he hops on one foot because both feet have to hit the floor. Genius. <laughs> I I will. <laughs> this is this is great. But as far as a package goes, this whole section right here where he's he's. Trying to fend off Brett goes on way too way long, too long. Uh, and it's just mismanagement of some of these of these shows, especially considering that like this this episode wasn't live, was it? No, this is take yeah. Like, this is the second week. God, yeah. fuck, do it put, put. I don't want more Luger and Tatanka, but like throw more, give us more Owen. And uh, in my notes, I'm gonna read this verbatim. 
Um, thank God it's Owen versus a jobber. That's that's what I have wrote down because this <laughs> at this point I was so desperate for like something to entertain. Whose last name is Santo and friggin' Cornette has a ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His ball jacket. Yeah. So yeah. So this is Owen Hart versus Larry Santo. Is that is that ball man? Larry Santo is known. Oh! Hold on, hold on, hold on. So Larry Santo is also known as Mr. Tennessee. He worked on matches for WWF and WCW. However, locally, guys, uh, in the Knoxville, the greater Knoxville area, there is an independent, I'm, I'm using this very term very loosely, independent wrestler named Volman, um, who, uh, poor guy can't spell, poor guy can't speak. Um, but he sure does wear a Tennessee Vols mask, and he sure does not get booked anywhere. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. If you want to book him, you don't have to pay him because he volunteers. And, and, if, and if he argues with that, like, man, where's your, where's your volunteer spirit? He's got his vol colors on, orange tights, white boots. Oh, shit. He's bald and he has a shave. He has a shave. He looks like a dad. He just looks like a 40-year-old looks dad. Like he's got, is he covered up a tattoo or is he got oh, a staph infection? There is, there is a moment a little later on in this match where he tries to hype the crowd and they do not oh, give yeah. a Dude, fuck. Yeah, that's what you're saying. We have some smart fans in the front. They start cheering Owen really hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, before that, like, right as this match started, of course, they showed that, that footage we were talking about with Jerry Lawler. They're showing that to continue oh. the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he gets all like butthurt here. It's so terrible his acting. It's so terrible. But oh. Jerry Law, they're continuing the, the whole thing that Brett and Jerry and is. that Brett that Brett's racist to keep that to keep that thing going on. It looks like a low rent glacier for glacier. Oh, it does look like glacier. He's he's glacier he's yes. Sub zero gear. I swear, man. Uh, you'll start to notice, too, Owen is super over with the crowd. Owen looks like a million bucks. I think he looks better than Luger here. Oh, yeah. Owen's a man, man. Ooh. Well, like... 116. Oh, my God. He's so terrible. And Brandon's so bored, he checked the stats to see where we're at. We're still in the top uh, 150 well, podcast guys, so that's still exciting. <laughs> uh, right now, Rance is number 193 on the Ukrainian ch- uh, Apple charts. Yes, yeah, son. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy looks like a lesser than version of Glacier. Um, I don't know what his armband here is, but that oh. was a beautiful, beautiful uh, kick there. I love Look at the crowd. Kick. Look at the crowd. Owen is just so good. I feel like we've missed Owen. I think Owen's only had like two matches. Two. It's been this is two enhancement matches, and he had the one with Razor. Yep. Um, do you have in his notes that uh, this gentleman is uh, related to El Santo <laughs> <laughs> from Mexico? Yeah, I think Cornette, I, Cornette says that. I laugh so hard. Cornette's like, he's related to El Santo. Did you know that? He keeps putting him over too because he's like, yeah, he's from he's, he's from Tennessee. He's a vault. He's a vault. I, I laughed my ass off when he said he was related to El Santo, though. Because he's white as white can be. Uh, I have a problem with his with his gear. Was that not so PC moment of the week, though, when he caught him? That. No, it's no. When, it's when he was talking about uh, Chief J. Strongo being the the Native American to picking up uh, trash. <laughs> so who's not also Native American as well? That's, so that's full it's, circle. It all goes full circle. <laughs> but I have, a, I have an issue with uh, El Santo's gear here. You know, it's it's not it's not it's not it's not volunteer orange. It's, no, it's, it's kind of a, like, it's kind of like a blood orange right. color. And well, man, it's like if you could get me, if you're gonna represent, you know, our our homeland here, you know, fuck, well, you know what Rawls missing. Bob fucking Holly. Where's no. Bob Holly? Man? He's he's in the he's in the credits where he belongs. <laughs> well, I feel like you know we we haven't seen the one two three kid. We haven't seen the smoking guns. He in took that right on his fucking hip. Uh, we get a reference to the one two three kid, uh, and also the smoking guns. Uh, Cornette starts talking later on. There's with a, Vince. There's a shit spot here at the end of this match. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but like he throws him in for like another body slam, and the guy just comes out and stands there, and then Owen has to 
reach over and grab him and slam him instead of uh instead of him like just flowing into it he just kind of stops in the middle of the ring I love that Owen is still carrying out the towel from Survivor Series I'd love I wish I know we're never going to get it but this this gear right here this would make a great Mattel action figure yeah I've seen a lot of good customs out there look at that drop <sighs> I'd be fine with just an Owen Oh, yeah, just an Owen. Yeah, I just don't want new foundation gear. I'm yeah. surprised that, you know, like... <laughs> of course uh, you do. What was it? Is it Cella? Is that the one? Cella Toys, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't made one yet. Well, they're only associated with freaking Dark Side of the Ring and Pro Wrestling Tees right now, which today's the last day you can order that Dynamite Kid uh, microphone. Oh, speaking of which, uh, watch the Dynamite Kid I episode. Can't hear you. I uh, watched the Dynamite Kid episode last night on Dark Side of the Ring, and uh, being that it immediately followed the Grizzly Smith episode... It makes him look a lot better than he probably should because Dynamite Kid was a piece of shit. He still is a piece I, of shit. I actually talk about breaking people's legs in there. They don't go into detail as much. They deal more with his home life. I love Bam Bam's jacket. I says I have in my notes. Goddamn, look at that jacket. That is Slim Jimming it up right there. Yeah, but if you lose flames, oh yeah, you take it off. You take your jacket off. No, I, I agree though. I started watching it. Um, I did not realize uh how. Oh, here's the green screen. How terrible, or not terrible, excuse me, how um, how related everybody was. Because Julie was married to Brett, and then Julie's sister was married to Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite and Bulldog were cousins, which I did not realize they were actually related. Yep. And yep. then... Bulldog married Brett's sister. Yeah, and then Bulldog marries Brett's sister. And then you have Jim Nidar, who also married Brett's sister. And then Owen, yeah. you know, he's he's on his own there with... Yeah. with he's, uh, just, he's just related to Brett. Yeah. With but, Martha. Uh, I, I do want to say really quick, uh, Ju- Julie, <laughs> I know we, we see Julie on... Um, uh, God, Wrestle with Shadows. Beyond, yeah, Wrestle with Shadows, mm. Beyond the Mat and all that good stuff. Uh, more so Wrestle with Shadows. Uh, she has not aged gracefully. However, her sister, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you see the okay, I'm more, like, we don't want to be that kind of guy that's like you know dog talking at a woman. She's not even in the business. That being said, um, <laughs> man, when she was young, she was pretty attractive. But um, Brett ex- excellently executed her her looks. <laughs> and, and, Why do you think he cheated on her on the road so much? Fair enough. Uh, was, was, was she the road? Because she she, <laughs> she 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 fucking looks like it. That's terrible. This almost, is almost choked on my drink. All two female uh, also, sorry. Also, shout out to Dynamite uh, Dynamite's daughters. They are also oh, gorgeous man. as well. Yeah. Uh, dark, you know, Dark Side of the Ring. This this season has been really good. Uh, well, it's been it's been terrible in in premise and great in content. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We, we got all LT here, guys. So, uh, Vince McMahon says that it's been front page New York Daily News that they've confirmed that there's going to be a, a match. Uh, rumors continue through USA Today. Vince clearly has a hard-on because he looks so excited in his face that he knows he's getting all this publicity, which was what he was trying to do. But here's my thing with this. like You're pushing LT as the babyface of this match. This right here, this whole interview is him being fucking hillish. He talks about losing to a teenager and all that and different he, things. Yeah, he, he even though like he's he's insulting Bam Bam for having lost to the one two three kid. He's still insulting the one two three kid yeah. by, by calling him a thirteen year old. And then he's kid. insulting the WWF because like they're perpetuating a fight. But yeah, he's on their show and all this other stuff and. Like he's he makes fun of Cornette here a couple times. He's not a good promo. No. no, but I do think you can tell the guy because he's a pro athlete that he's used to being on camera and being interviewed. So he's a lot more smooth in just kind of talking off the cuff than like a lot of these guys could. And I'm, this obviously was pre-taped, yeah. so they're not live or anything. So they may have done multiple takes. I'm not sure, but he comes off a little glib. So. 
I think that ultimately you can view this through a different couple of lenses. Like I, they they kind of have positioned him as the heel, yeah. even though he's not. I haven't heard that con- LT continues to look like a biatch. Because well, of the like, things he says, he does put over Bam Bam's athleticism, but that's about the extent of what yeah. he actually positive. He says. he's like, I don't get pushed around by nobody and all this other stuff. I didn't get pushed around on the gridiron, which was fucking bullshit because he got knocked on his ass a hundred times. He <laughs> also Jim Cornette keeps throwing in little like little dingers at him, and he he asks, he goes, LTS, who is this guy? Referring to uh, referring to Jim Cornette, which to me just goes to prove that he doesn't watch the product, though. This is funny that you call him dingers because my mind goes in different. Yeah, he's probably taking a couple of dick dingers. Dick dingers. This is so good on coke, dude. <laughs> good old first season letter can you reference right there? <laughs> dick dingers. But yeah, he just he just comes across as kind of like the smug asshole. Like I would, I, I wasn't watching Raw at this time when I was a kid. But if I was a kid, I'd want to see Bam Bam beat his ass. Yeah, to be like, honest, because he's like insulting the product that you are. It almost seems like I mean, he he goes on to have a pretty solid match, but he almost seems like it, like everybody else always talks about, like we talked about uh, celebrities in the past. That it seems like it's beneath him. But here's the here's the thing with him. He's probably one of the biggest celebrities they ever had to a match. True, true, or false. On that. Like, yeah. in, in America, in America, in, yeah. Yes. And he's not. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Well, no, because Which makes me well, wonder. I mean, he's had he's had a really checkered past uh, with you know drug True. use. Um, he just had a lot of well, bad... who the fuck well, yeah. in wrestling? Well, yeah, has but like Mike Tyson's his... in the fucking Hall of Fame. He went to prison for rape. <laughs> exactly. He did drugs and supposedly raped some people. I don't know. Allegedly, I just think that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if he didn't have a good experience or like they just never talked to him really. Well, yeah, I think he this. did this one thing and never did anything else again. But Drew Carey's in it. He's undefeated. Here, here it is. Here's where they, who is this guy? Who is this clown? <laughs> did you guys know that in those action packed cards, they had a special LT WrestleMania 11 promo card? No. I got it. <laughs> from a card. Boy, I'm, I am, oh, by the I way, so if you guys checked out our uh, our live stream that we did on Facebook of Travis and op- Travis opening up all of his uh, magazines, uh, he did buy more packs of those Impact cards where he had the childhood picture of, ten, <laughs> of Mike Tanay. So I'm really excited for him to open those. Said nobody. Ever. You guys want a giveaway for TNA cards? Uh, I didn't think so. That's fine. <laughs> all you do is just uh, get tw- it's twenty Mike Tanay cards and you give them to one person. And it's Same a- card. Oh, shout out to my buddy Miles Hensley. I forgot. I to do this on the last podcast. He bought a Farouk action figure for me on uh, eBay. Oh hell bad yeah! Boy, bad Boy series five. Uh, yeah, Farouk. like like ten of those. Yeah, I'm down to th- I'm down to four. So I bought all those for like twelve bucks and I sold them all between ten and fourteen dollars. You hear that, Miles? He fucked you. <laughs> all right, fine, man. Well, those Sorry. of you out there that would like to uh, add to your collection of sad action figures that depict the worst incarnation of a professional wrestler in plastic form, by all means, there is a worst incarnation of Farouk. That's true. But they didn't make an action figure of it. I said in action figure form. <laughs> Farouk Assad with the blue uh, he needs to Mega be Man Comic-Con. helmet. He needs to be a Comic-Con exclusive. You buy him with you. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Well, <laughs> well, get to Twitter. All right, Wrestling Room. Come on, Bill McKenna. Make it happen. Uh, Bam Bam's purple here. He's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to he's trying to promote the Hard Rock. Trying to get him like, press conference. The Hard Rock is technically tomorrow. Well, we'll cover it. Yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about it. I'm going to talk about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally started watching the next episode of Raw when this one ended, and they cover Todd Pettengill, our beloved Todd Pettengill, covers the uh, 
<laughs> covers. The I wish you covers. guys could see Brandon's face right now. That's how a Canadian looks at an American all the time. Down their nose at them. Oh yeah. By the way, um, this is actually from uh, from our buddy Scott. Uh, this was your other present. He actually got you a Canadian flag. So enjoy that. <laughs> Now yeah. Scott's doing nothing yeah. hard to do with this. Scott, yeah. Scott, you rat soup eating motherfucker. Yes. That's been sitting on my desk drawer for like weeks. Yes. Can't forget to bring it. Thank you, Scott. He's you got like, a legit yes. bought you a Canadian flag. Please hang that bitch up. There. He goes, he's like, you know how hard it was for me to find this? Because nowhere in America, like around here sells a flag. This is no shit, Scott. We're in fucking Tennessee. Well, he sent Bree on a wild goose chase through one. Oh my god. Alright, well Bree, being that you're complicit in this as well, you can may may you uh I, I hope you step on a Lego. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here, here we have here we have Doink and Dink versus an announcement talent here. Bob Cook. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to I want to say something really quick too. Me and Brandon were up super late last night playing Friday because you know I, I haven't had to work these last couple like, days. Just to clarify, put, Friday the thirteenth. Looks like they put, put fucking typhoon in a dryer. <laughs> <laughs> that's who Bob Cook is. Fucking. Look at that cross-eyed girl. I'll never do it, man. Me and Brandon were, uh, speaking of Scott, so I, I saw this picture, and it, it looked like Michael Myers ate himself, but it's literally Scott, dude. I swear to God. <laughs> it was a profile picture of Scott <sighs> with a Michael Myers mask on. It made my day. Doing with some uh, nice wrestling ability here. Look at the mullet here. He looks, you know, oh, so I have I have in my notes uh, here uh, that, uh, thank you. that Bob Cook here, he looks like uh, Dante from uh, the VSQ universe. In the face. He kind of looks like the coach from Letterkenny. As well. Yeah, I see that as well. His hair was longer. He looks like <laughs> so many uh, local wrestlers yes. from the early 90s in this area that uh, I oh my God. throw, a, throw a, you know, a dart on a dartboard. And if I was at this, this raw, it fucking blows, so, man. We, this is the first time we've seen Doink uh, this year, which is, I mean, he's, that character's been around. However, we've had the portrayers of Doink the Clown. Of course, the original was Matt Osborne, um, or Matt Bourne, depending on who you talk to. Uh, he was the original Doink. He left in December of 93, and he actually passed away in, technically uh, a DQ. in 2013. Uh, you had Steve Kern, who wrestled as the Illusion Doink at WrestleMania 9. <laughs> you got the smart friend yelling at the ref. He's like, why is that not a DQ? Why is that not a DQ? Uh, Steve Kern also occasionally wrestled as ac the actual Doink on house shows. Uh, Steve Lombardi, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Brawler, occasionally wrestled as Doink at house shows and dressed as Doink for various WWE appearances. So is this is Ray Apollo, though, right here. Yes, I'm and then sure. Ray Apollo wrestled as Doink in the WWF after uh, Osborne left. So he, he, he... Sorry, I jumped ahead there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, I will say I watched this last night with my son and my uh, and my son Finn pop for Doink and Dink more so Dink. He's like, that's a little guy. <laughs> he laughs. My son's five years old. So it was hilarious. I give this a handsome guy is actually not bad at selling. It's, well, good, that's, good, that's his entire fucking I mean, job. Like, I would hope he would be but good like, at he's it. like smacking the mat and all this other stuff. Oh, missing some teeth there. Good, good job, buddy. Yeah, he looks like he looks like the coach from Letterkenny, and he also looks like Dante from Clerks, uh, Mallrats. Um, well, he, he's technically in Mallrats. Oh, that was a nice gut wrench. He almost dropped his ass, though. Yeah, Finn was losing his mind on Dink, though. I just think it's funny. But it makes sense, though, because 95, they're trying to garner towards children. My son bit on it, so. I, I, don't, I don't like 
Doink. Uh, I will. I will give Doink a pass when it was uh, Matt Bourne. Matt Bourne, and he was a heel because I thought that they did some good stuff with that. But of course, just like with every gimmick, they you know they water it down, and and some of that's because Ray Apollo inherited, and that's not to take away from him as a worker, but he could never he could never fill the, the dark. Shoes. The dark Doink was the best. So. My wife, wow. my wife Landry was watching this uh, with us as well, and she goes, "How is the the clown the baby face and not the heel?" And she used those words, and I was proud of her. So she, uh, <laughs> but she said that and I said, like, "Well, when he was first around in the early ninety, like ninety three, he was a heel. Uh, he was a dark gimmick." But Scorted Warwick but so my my question to this is, you know, the smoking guns guns got heat for using the blanks. Do you think they were getting pushback with him scaring kids? I think that's God hard. fucking forbid that anybody get motherfucking heat. I'm so fucking tight. Like this is 1995. But I mean, that's but, not that's but, not saying that that's a that's a fact. I'm asking that as a question. No, but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm I'm if that's the, if that's the line of thinking, fuck you. Because if a kid is scared of it's, something, it's working. It's working. Undertaker. Yes. Perfect. I remember kids crying when Hogan got tombstones. Okay. Vince McMahon lost his mind on the whoopee cushion, by the way. When <laughs> when Randy Savage got bit by the Cobra. Dude. In, in like, like 92. Yep. I freaked I, out. I cried. <laughs> I, I cried because it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I watched the next week because I had to know what happened. Exactly. Now... There might be parents out there. It's like, oh, I can't you let you watch this anymore. And those people are awful, and they should be beaten with a, a wet noodle. But so they should they, also know that it's not real. Yeah, but it's still like, a weird time. No, ninety two, they still if wasn't a, real. If a kid thinks it's real, that makes it good. Yeah, but like parents should have the mind to know. Well, that. yeah, but um, fucking horror movies aren't real either. And I know that's mm. a hot button issue. But here, here's the thing, like. Uh, Eddie, your kids have grown around. Uh, yeah. around yeah, they know the films. difference between what's real and what's fancy. And then my, my, uh, shout out to my buddy, my buddy Jason. His uh, his son is like you know like almost ten or maybe ten. I don't know. And uh, and he's he's like terrified of like showing him anything. It's like if you if you shelter your kids so much to where uh, fucking you know something innocuous is going to freak them out. I think that's more dangerous than showing yeah, them scary shit. Ironically, we were talking about it before. We were watching Child's Play, the original one before we left the house today. So they they understand what's real and what's fake. They understand that you know that you know horror movies. It, it's a movie. Whenever we see a gag, I love watching special effects with them to show them how the gags work. That way, they have a good sense of what's going on. However, next week, I'm super excited that we get a fucking. I looked it up. It's a 17 minute long match with Bulldog and Sean. It's good. I watched it. I watched it's, it earlier. Uh, but how do you feel about your man Todd Pettengill doing the voiceover for this? I'm gonna I'll give him uh, a little bit of a pass for this because this is this is exactly how he should be utilized. Mm-hmm. However, a little later on when he's on camera, I got I got I plenty it. I got plenty to say. This yeah. guy has the worst name ever in wrestling. Raper. We have Kama, uh, the Supreme Fighting Machine versus Ken Raper. Who is a generic ripoff of Brian, Brian Pillman. Pillman. I have in my notes, why does, why does Ken Raper have Brian Pillman's gear? You too? Uh, uh, Raper's gear is very Brian Pillman, yeah. Dude, literally, from the, from the boots to the tights. God, he's so lanky. The only thing that's different is Pillman had uh, white wrist tape. He has black. Jesus Christ, what's up with his legs? Very oh, man, they are very... I didn't notice that before. They are oh very shiny. God, they are really skinny, He has that icy too. hot on, man. <laughs> I like how during commentary here, Cornette's like, 
I wonder what it would be like if Kama got in the ring with my Mantar. Oh, and yeah, I'm he like, talks oh, about my that. God, what? Yeah. He's trying to put over the shit he's been given, Travis. No one wants to see it. Is, it. is it fair to say that Kid Raper has the most unfortunate <laughs> name ever? But I want to say... I like no, how... No, oh. it, yeah, if you if you changed his name, uh, his first name to Kid, uh, Ken the Kid, he would have the most unfortunate <laughs> name. Vince literally says Raper like ten times a day. I said that to to Landry that he he keeps saying that like how that whole uh, <laughs> Noah Dar Alicia Fox thing was going on where mm-hmm. he kept calling her Alicia Fox because it sounded like he said it was saying uh, Fox mm-hmm. I felt like it was kind of the same concept is this did his wrist, wrist tape go flying off I don't know but here, here, oh he's got wristbands but, on I just watched that Broken Skull Sessions with the Godfather and he talked about how this gimmick here like he, he was what was he supposed to be something else when he came? He's doing Papa Shango again. Yeah, well, I thought that was in '97. No, that was it. That this, was then yeah. in '95. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it. They straight up changed it and said, "You're going to do this gimmick here." And he's like, "Who's going to really believe I'm a badass walking around in a white t-shirt?" Yeah, he even says that on the thing, which to me, he still kind of came across as a badass. He, he looks fucking phenomenal. Dude, I'm telling you, right here. Because we were talking about it looks like when he was Balrog mixed with Sagat from Street Fighter. When he was riding the motorcycle, like right, he had his jeans on and everything. He could have been the American badass version of like Taker, mm. and he could have had blue jeans on and a white T-shirt and still went in there and kicked someone's ass and would have been believable. That that damn Papa Shango when he was supposed to come back though looked fucking cool. Yeah, uh, we put that over last episode, but because Jerry Lawler was the one that did the face paint for him, and it looked fucking it's awesome, almost Punisher esque. Yeah. Yeah, like look really Watch cool. He's though. actually trying to get some character development over here. Yeah, there, he wants competition. Later on, he like drags Mister Raper over to the, the corner. <laughs> That's a very can the kid Raper. It's a very WCW thing. Like when Nitro starts, you'll you'll see a lot of guys will go to because they have that corner platform where the camera would be, and they would go over and they would get like that, yeah, during the that. match. They would they would talk into the camera and they would talk as they were coming down because they didn't get promo yeah, time. Getting, a lot of those guys getting themselves over. Yeah, at least so, trying to. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna say Ken Raper. You know, it's an unfortunate name. We feel like it's something Vincent Mann would have kind of signed off as. It kind of a rib. But that was his gimmick. That was his name. So his name was Ken Raper. Uh, but he worked mainly for the USWA, and he jobbed throughout ninety five and ninety six in the WWF. There's like a weird uh, bump there. The other names that he used was Beta, <laughs> Chief War Cloud, Jason the Terrible, Ken Star. Master of Terror number two, the Deadhead, and Leatherface. I'm going to just tell you right now, he's terrible. The good name, Jason Terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> he's fucking terrible. Yeah, he's not very good. Like, and I literally they, think he th- <laughs> thought he was Brian Pillman here <laughs> because he's literally it's the well, same. The problem, gear. the problem with this is you're, they're trying to put over a comma, but they've not put him in there with anybody who's really good. Like watch his watch his over the head belly to belly. If you're if you're gonna put him fucking great. If you're gonna put him in there with an enhancement guys, it needs to be fast and it needs to be intentional and and it needs to be him just there. It needs to be two minutes and it's nothing but like just constant offense to to show how badass. And I don't think he needs an STF. The STF does not work for him. Well, he needed a he, Death Valley driver or something like the that. The reason is he's supposed to, they're, they're trying to make him this kind of UFC kind of guy, so they give him a... Give him a rear, na- rear naked choke. But he even, more he sense. even says in that Brothers Skull like Sessions see? that he didn't know anything really about UFC at the time. He knew it was coming on, but he didn't know... Would you Would you have liked to have seen Ken Raper get... Uh, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Kim Raper versus Jumbo's titties. <laughs> That was who he fought last match. Yeah. He was on here was Jumbo Beretta and his big ass titties. And it just, I get they're trying to put over a comma, but it's just, it's not working for me. 
Uh, they did also put over Tech War. Vince said, we got to read this script from USA. Yeah. And then they put over Tech War. Major job, I will say, though, we, we did gloss over the fact that Vince McMahon kept calling him fat during that whole match. He's fat. <laughs> he kept calling Cornette fat. He's like, you, you and the king can have it your way, huh? And then, yeah, he's like, and he's like, yeah, I like mayonnaise. He's like, he's like, I'm not. Get that man a Sprite. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not fat. I'm under tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, this uh, promo from Bulldog is a decent promo, but I have an issue with this and it's, uh, and I, it, I found it outdated as a kid and I find it really outdated now as an adult. I hate smiley baby face promos. Yeah. I have on here generic baby face promo just because that's what it is. Like he, he's just, he has no substance. He looks like, so much like his daughter there. I think, I think, <laughs> no, I think Harry is, Harry is turning into him. He yeah. look Harry looks just like his him. His daughter looks exactly like him in the face. Is it Georgia? Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, but Vince was a fucking heel on her. I noticed, and you know, it's something I noticed too. When you talked about last time about his hands being so white and his face being what so, the fuck so dark. fuck is in between Vince's legs there? Do you see that? It's, uh, it looks like it, it could be something a to do book. with, it's Man. something to do on the, on the table. Oh, it just looks like it's between his legs. I know it's it's dick. Dick. Oh, that is a good question. What is that? <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Top hat. Yeah, I got All a haircut. Right. He did get a haircut. Have... Have I mentioned that I hate Todd Pettengill? It is impossible for this guy to get a look together that isn't completely embarrassing. I mean, look at him. He traded in his starter mullet for a turtleneck, which I suppose, if you want to see the silver lining in this dark cloud of bullshit, would be a small improvement. But he's still stuck with the personality of a man who is fine with his wife cheating on him as long as she tells him about it. If Bob Saget butt-fucked every single member of the new kids on the block and their aborted fetus congealed into an offspring, it would be Todd Pettengill. Eat shit, you doofy-looking bitch, and while you're at it, grow some fucking facial hair to cover your double chin and maybe your wife will stop Cheating on you, beta cuck. That's what I say. That's Dude, I, love it. I love his earring though. He's got that little, little dangling. You would earring. like it. You would like it. I do think it's weird though. I like he how is, he pulled his sleeves up just enough to show his forearms. He, he is wearing. <laughs> he's wearing an old style logo too because they're about to change that WWF logo. WWF staff. Here's my thing though, man. When they, they make that heels and faces, Todd Pettengill's gonna sit right here beside the microphone every recording. You're gonna have to see him every time. <laughs> they're, my, they're my two. Keep one in the box. <laughs> Oh, man. And this is how Raw ends, guys, is actually on this uh, hyping everyone for the, the, the press I, conference. I kind of like that part of it because it's hyping you for their next thing. I get that, but I still don't think Kama versus Brian Pillman Light would have was supposed <laughs> to be the freaking main event there. It was terrible. Flying Raper? <laughs> so next week, guys, we actually get uh, Randy Sean, Raper. Sean's first <laughs> official match in 95 for us. We see, we saw him in the Rumble, time. but this is his, act, his actual first match on Raw in 1995. Yeah. And it kicks Long the show overdue. off, guys. It doesn't end the show. So as we do at the end of every show, guys, uh, we're going to take a vote. Is this episode ruined or redeemed? Do you even have to ask? Uh, ruined. Considering the, the excellent episode we had last week, I can't give this anything other than a double ruined. This episode sucked. Yeah, I wanna, I'm circling ruined on my, my, my notes. Who would have been your MVP here, though? Yeah. Cornette. Still Cornette. Owen's great, but oh, I, he I, wasn't utilized anything more than just to I, fill time. If I have to go worker-wise, I, I may actually go even say Luger. Yeah, I think Luger, I for, for what Luger, Luger looked like a star out there. That killed my soul to say that. Um, <laughs> I, I would say Luger or Owen. I mean, I feel like Owen just shines, too. I like Kama, but like they just keep putting him in shitty matches. Um, or, and, but, like, once again, Cornette. Cornette and McMahon feed off each other like Bobby... 
uh, and Tony do. And I think that's what they're kind of aiming for. Mm -hmm. And it definitely is a lot better than hearing Sean and Vince go back and forth. Because to me, Sean's too quick-witted for Vince. Oh, yeah. His wit is too new age. Yes. Now, he gets it more so with Jim. But what I noticed, like what we were saying, what he does with Jim is he the way he combats that is he calls Jim Cornette fat. (laughs) <laughs> like, like he literally, yeah, he, he literally like picks on Jim Cornette. Yeah, yeah it's. It, I'm actually surprised that he hasn't like called him a hick or something like that because that's usually his his go to offense against you know the the Southern brethren. True. But uh, yeah, he's just he's uh, dumping on him for being tubby and uh, double mayo, double cheese. So what would you guys think? I mean, out of those matches, what was match of the night? You have to pick one. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go with Owen because it was the only match that I thought was Owen versus Ball Man. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Over Owen versus Ball Man. Even though there's a blown spot or two there, I mean, there's nothing all right home about this episode. Like you could just listen to us talk. You really don't have to watch this one. Just just yeah, say I, I would pass this one. Just I, like, listen to this one eyeballs. in your car. But, like, there's not even anything like hilariously bad about this episode. It's just it's not good. There's no jumbo titties to laugh at. There's just. It's just not good. It's just luger. It's like it's just like white bread. You, you making the dick dingers reference made me laugh. <laughs> That's the only time I felt any enjoyment. <laughs> well, I mean, the podcast of Grace was great, but the show we watched was terrible. Moving forward, you guys were okay. Thanks, yeah, buddy. On the other side of things, WCW Saturday Night, which took place two nights before this, February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety five, we saw Avalanche and Big Bubba beat Mark Thorne and Kip Abby. Oh. Das Wonderkin, Alex Wright down Dino Casanova. Who is which Dino? Swole. Hey, shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to Alex Wright. We're, we're gonna try to get an interview with him. Uh, I'm, I'm trying my best. Dude, yeah, uh, we, we genuinely are did dig what you're doing. Super and, swole uh, right now yeah, too. He's, man, he's jacked. He's, he's in great shape. Good for him. Lost that quaff hair though. Now he's got the bald head. He has the Berlin look. Oh yeah, I love Berlin. He's uh, he's kind of like Lance Storm. You know, still looks like a million bucks, but uh, a little. Little bear up on top. Yeah, Lance was on that episode of uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, he, looks, like, he, looks, he, looks, he looks great too, though, man. Yeah. He's been doing his training school and everything. Uh, Blacktop Bully uh, defeated Larry McMahon, which I laughed because I used McMahon. I just, you know, always feel like that's kind of Black Blacktop Bully, your day's coming, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're on borrowed time. Breaker, breaker, one night. TV champion Arn Anderson defeated Brad Armstrong, which probably actually was a pretty good match. Uh, oh, I imagine it was. Dick Slater uh, and Bunkhouse Buck uh, defeated Barry Hardy and Scott Armstrong. Can we just. just Anything with Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater. Can we just hit fast forward on the rest of my life? Absolutely. Johnny B. I'm going to disagree with you. Oh, fuck you. I'm a blue filet, Jimmy Cole. How dare you? Hey. He's going to do another Doug in this match. Listen, listen, he's a fucking legend. What are you? You've never even been champion before. I'm working on it. Who'd you ever be? Who'd you ever be? I'm working on it. Johnny B. Bad Pin, Dave Young. Uh, Marcus Bagwell and the Patriot defeated Fred Avery and George South. God, how many enhancement talent matches are on oh, this dude, fucking show? Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Tony Vincent. I wonder how many 10 punches were in that match. And this match I actually would like to check out because I think Savage could have done a great job at this match, but it's Savage and Sting uh, defeated Harlem Heat by DQ. Hmm, that, would, that probably wasn't bad except for the shit finish. And then you could probably have Sherry out there like trying to woo the watch, Macho Man again. Hmm... And of course, guys, with this being the end of February of 1995, we're also going to take a look at another organization where we get a little bit extreme. extreme. We're about to get extreme. ECW ran four shows in the month of February of 1995. Um, 
I was gonna try to my best way to do this. So what I did is I just took kind of the best matches and broke them down. How much uh, drugs were used in those? First I'm assuming shows? a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, so they did a show on February third uh, in Jim. It says in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. They drew 400 fans. Uh, your your highlight matches were Shane Douglas versus Mikey Whipwreck, uh, Chris Benoit versus the Tasmaniac, Tom, Tommy Dreamer uh, and versus the Sandman, and Sabu versus Al Snow. The next show was the next night, which was uh, on on the fourth of February. Double Tables was the name of the show. Took pay- place in Philly, of course. They drew a thousand because it's at the ECW Arena. Uh, Tommy Dreamer defeated uh, Stevie Richards. Ian Rotten defeated Axel Rotten. Benoit defeated Al Snow. Uh, Shane Douglas defeated Tully Blanchard. This match was only nine minutes long. The, probably the best for everybody involved. Yep. Uh, Cactus Jack defeated the Sandman in a Texas Death Match, and Sabu and the Tasmaniac defeated Public Enemy to become uh, the new tag team champions. Good God, get belts off Public Enemy! So it's '95. Terrible. Uh, Public Enemy shows up at the end of '95, I, I believe. Right? He, they show up right around Nitro time. Boy, I can't wait to nah, not nah, enjoy nah, their. Nah, nah, nah. Can't nah, wait to nah, hate nah. everything they're in because I think they're overrated hacks. I agree. Hey, it's, it's nice when you I and I agree yeah. on something. I guess God rest their souls or whatever. So. Are, they both, are they both dead? Yeah. I believe so. Believe I know so. Ted Petty is. Yeah. I think Johnny Grunge is dead too. Um, the next show was on the 24th. Uh, this was at Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. Uh, they drew uh, 225 people, which I know NGW has drawn more than that, so I take that as a nice feather in our cap. Uh, but we, we saw Tommy Dreamer defeat Stevie Richards. Ian defeated Axel Rotten. Sabu defeated Two Cold Scorpio. Uh, this is weird because this is only 20 days after the tag title match, but Benoit Malenko uh, defeat Cactus Jack and Mikey, Mikey Whipwreck. I'm getting a little uh, ahead of myself, sorry. And um, Shane Douglas defeated Hector Guerrero. And then the last one, which was... Lasertron. This, was, this would have been the Friday before the show we just covered on Monday, uh, was the Return of the Funker. Took place in Philly. Uh, they drew 11, 1150, so uh, almost 1,200 people. Two Cold Scorpio defeated Hector Guerrero. Axel Rotten defeated Ian Rotten in a barbed wire baseball bat match. Uh, I want to touch on this really quick. Uh, we had a, we almost had a dealing with Ian Rotten. We did a show in Knoxville. Uh, he was there to promote his show that was going to come up there. We were super nice. Uh, we came there just to say hey because Rich Schwann was booked on that show. Ian Rotten was a fucking dickhead, so fuck you, Ian Rotten. I have never heard anybody say anything nice about Ian Rotten. He, I mean, I didn't even realize it was Ian Rotten. I was like, who is that guy? Like, that's Ian Rotten. I'm like, oh, fuck, it is. Like, it looks nothing like him. take some glass to the forehead, I guess. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I know there was almost a mutiny with a lot of the Knoxville area wrestlers and some of the promoters who were like, fuck IWA for coming here. I, I remember that. Yes. I remember uh, that. Shout out to Ryan Dookie because Ryan Dookie's like, I don't care if I don't get booked at places. Fuck Ian Rotten. Uh, we got to see Ian Rotten, and I might have to agree. Fuck you, Ian. Uh, if you like IWA Mid South, that's your that's your business. Fuck you too, or should we just keep that ourselves? Keep that to yourself. Okay, for now. <laughs> uh, so following that show, uh, that was still this. This actually was a pretty stacked show. Uh, Shane Douglas defended the ECW title against Marty Jannetty. Oh hell! It yeah. went eighteen minutes. Hey, Marty, don't like Marty was a great worker. I'm not saying did Marty throw somebody in the river. I don't care if Henry Thomas was in ET. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Benoit, there you go. I got you. <laughs> Chris Benoit and Malenko defeated the Tasmanian Sabu to win the tag titles, uh, and then Cactus Jack defeated DC Drake. So I was wondering why they called the show the Return of the Funker. After the match was over, there was a black sheet covering someone, and you could see the pants. It looked like Sandman's uh, USA pants. They pulled uh, Cactus Jack pulled it off. It was Terry Funk because mm-hmm. Jack was feuding with uh, Sandman, and uh, they started beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Shane Douglas comes down there and hits uh, hits 
Sandman and Funk with the title belt. Uh, and that's kind of why they call it the Return of the Funker. So that's kind of it for ECW. They're kind of all over the place. They have their core guys, which, I mean, you have Benoit and Malenko as a team. Fucking A. I mean... I love I love that Marty Jannetty was on the ECW show. Fucking love it. He's wearing the gear that he wears pretty much in 90... Ninety. Well, it's the it's the green and the black. So the ninety six run, kind of ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Here's a funny thing. I bet he's the most hardcore person in that fucking. <laughs> he, he may have, he may have murdered somebody. We don't know for sure. <laughs> uh, hey man, I almost murdered someone. Ah, I'm just kidding. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I love this girl, but she's my stepdaughter or something, and I, I don't know if I should love her or not. And. She's too young. We've decided not to have sex until we get the results. You know, you know know who should be on the next Dark Side of the Ring? Marty Jannetty. So, Marty, I posted this to our group last night, and it was Marty Jannetty, and it's a meme, but it's it's Marty Jannetty with a real post, and it says, Is it by physics possible to blow and suck at the same time? I just heard my singles career did. And then it's underneath that it says, Zero days since Marty Jannetty said something honest uh, without sounding like he broke broke some laws on social media. He was the Intercontinental Champion. He can't say his career sucked that bad. That's why he said it blew and sucked. But here's the problem is just, if he'd have just stayed off the drugs, he probably could have had a nice little WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels. Oh, man. So the, 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 next, the next episode of Raw we're going to cover will take place March 6th from 1995. Of course, we were talking about it's going to be highlighted by British Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels. I know I looked at the time frame. It's like 17 minutes, so I'm excited to watch that match. Uh, our next episode is actually going to be a bonus episode as well where we're going to have Cody Ford from NGW, you know, the dude I, I do shows with, and we're going to talk a little bit NGW. Travis may not be here for that one, um, but we're going to have a nice little show. So it's going to be better, is what you're saying. <laughs> fuck you. So guys... Cut, cut the... Trim the fucking fat. This show's about to get... He's sensitive about his weight. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I said it before, I said it all the time. Your belly might be a little bit big. <laughs> your butt might be a little bit big. But your heart, daddy! Your heart is all that matters. And as long as it pumps for the American dream then there will be justice in this world. Why are you talking about the American Dream Canadian bitch? Listen here, you, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Bad dog, you Jezebel! <laughs> hey, so really quick. So I, I looked all over on YouTube trying to find the clip that Ray used to always say to us where it's like at the it's like SummerSlam 90 when Sapphire can't be found. And he's like, he's like, me and Gene's interviewing Dusty Rhodes. Like, me and Gene, he's like, it's like, Dusty, where's Sapphire? He's like, I don't know, Gene. I got to go find sweet Sapphire. I got to go, baby. I got to go, Gene. And I couldn't find it anywhere. It's, it's one of my favorite ones. It's so stupid. Our buddy Ray used to say it all the time. Which I think that's the same show. Is 90 or 91 the show where Texas Tornado wrestles? It's 91, I believe, wouldn't it? Where he wrestles uh, Mr. Perfect. No, that's 90 because 91's Brett and Perfect. Is yeah, he, isn't he dead by now? No, oh. no, because he, he's in the 92 Rumble. Is he? Yes. Okay. Well, I think, he dies, I think he dies in 93. 93. He'll be, he'll be dead. So. It's 93, 94, actually. So, yeah, because in the in the promo, though, he, he's pumping his arms. He's like, there's going to be tornadoes in the sky tonight, me and Gene. So it's the worst promo ever. But, yeah, guys, we're looking forward to getting back with you and continuing this run through 1995. We are at least to March, so that's a good thing. Uh, and just we're a marching few- our way to WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and, actually, guys, Mar- I believe it's March 18th or 19th, we get un- uh, we get uncensored. God. Blacktop Bully, your time is coming. <laughs> yes, thank God. Guys, uh, show some shit. Brandon?
Oh, right. Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. Uh, please check us out on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Uh, also on ProjectLouder.net, same as uh, Wrestling Ruined, uh, which you can find us on at Wrestling Ruined on all our social media. Uh, we got a Facebook page. Uh, come drop a line there. Funny memes and that kind of shit. We got shirts. Uh, there'll be a link down I in the description. All a Roma shirt. <laughs> Do you not know this man is like the top 100 of most podcasts? Well, here's the shirts. thing. He was up last night playing Friday the 13th. He could have slapped that shirt together. So yesterday was the first... Okay, my, 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 air, my air has been out in my apartment for like almost two weeks. Yesterday was the first time that it had been fixed and... Uh, I, I didn't do a fucking thing yesterday. I, I laid naked and let the, the air waft over my glorious balls. So, Travis, I will get to you when I feel it necessary. With perhaps, perhaps, if you could rise in the rankings to become the number one contender, I would take you more seriously. You, you jabroni. So, so, so I can get that number one contender. And we may, have, we may have found a solution, well, at least one of the, the ways we're going to try to crown a champion. Uh, Travis bought some terrible uh, games. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's already a champion. You may have to defend the championship. Yes. How dare you? No, I respect no, me because I, said, I, I said, am <laughs> at the top of my game. I said figuratively, it. literally, and everything in between. I am the antithesis of everything that you are he's, and you stand for. I said it correctly because I'm going to take that fucking title belt off you. He's, I'm going to jam the, the long arm cock of the law into your mouth here, and you're going to swallow me and you'll be serving a hard time on this dick. Here, here, <laughs> whoa. Here, here's, here's what he essentially is. He's Triple H from O2 and Bischoff gave him the belt. Yeah. He didn't earn it. He just got it. So what you're saying is I'm going to be champion for quite a long time, no, so go no, ahead and get no. ready to We're going to go to Elimination Chamber. I'm going to wear some shitty brown fucking tights. I'm going to drop my knee across your throat and we're going to crush your larynx. And then I'm going to win the title. Next month, you're going to win it back. Too. Okay, that, sound, that sounds fine. <laughs> Sounds fine. Guys, definitely check out NGW as well at NextGenTN. Uh, right now, guys, we have, we're actually on TikTok, which I'm not all about the TikTok thing. I'm old. But however, our video we have one of our videos that's had like 15,000 uh, views, which is fucking wild. Um, but we have our show coming up June 27th if you're in the Knoxville area or in, you know, in the close to the East Tennessee proximity. We've sold tickets all the way out in Michigan. Um, definitely come check us out, uh, nextgentn.net slash tickets. And uh, we may have some big surprises coming up the rest of the year. I know we have a show planned in August, uh, which is Uncivil War Six, and then of course our uh, our Nightmare show, which is not going to be on Armory Road. We're going to be in Knoxville for that show as well. So may have a big, big surprise for that one, fellas. You, uh, if, you it, know. if it if it pans out, seriously, this is a big deal. So. It's a hell of an ending. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys. Also, Travis has this awesome. Uh, eBay uh, page. Uh, TGL the Man 12. Go ahead and look for that stuff there. I haven't really put anything up lately with uh, everything going on in my life, but hopefully starting next week, we're going to get that stuff rubbed back up because I need your money and it would be great to have it in my pocket. Titties. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am Eddie Shepard. This is, of course, the tantalizing Travis Lasseter. Now that I've had food. And you're a podcast world champion. Well, thank you for recognizing great upon greatness uh, as I stand uh, so humble. You mean so? Hey, even Ronnie Garvin held a title, so watch your uh, fucking mouth. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Vince McMahon and more Vince than you have. was champ for a little bit. Yeah, more than you have. <laughs> so, David Arquette was champ. More, more, than you, more than you guys were, Ben. Vince Rizzo was champ.
and still more than you guys have been. <laughs> we get it, Travis. We get it. WCW was a shit, shit show. Shit sandwich. Right, well, this, pos- this podcast ain't called Wrestling Redeemed. It's called Wrestling Ruined. So <laughs> if I stand on a pile of shit, I'm still the champion of it. <laughs> That's true. fair. It's true. Guys, we look forward to talking to you guys for the next episode. Uh, until then, uh, keep checking out our episodes and keep that uh, viewer uh, viewer count going. Keep let's us in the top that, 100. Let's break top 50. Let's do it. Woo! Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.